సార్ వాట్ వాజ్ యర్ ఇన్స్పిరేషన్ టు టేక్ జనరల్ మెడిసిన్ ఫంటాస్టిక్ క్వశ్చన్ యూ ఆస్ట్ బికాస్ దోస్ డేస్ ది మెడిసిన్ పోస్ట్ గ్రాడ్యుయేట్ మీన్స్ లాట్ ఆఫ్ రెస్పెక్ట్ అండ్ లాట్ ఆఫ్ ది అదర్ పోస్ట్ గ్రాడ్యుయేట్స్ అదర్ డిపార్ట్మెంట్ పీపుల్ వర్ సీయింగ్ ది మెడిసిన్ పోస్ట్ గ్రాడ్యుయేట్ ఐజ్ ఇన్ ఎ డిఫరెంట్ వే నాట్ యాజ్ ఇన్ యాజ్ నౌ నౌ ది స్టూడెంట్ సీట్స్ ఆర్ మచ్ మచ్ బిగ్గర్ హయ్యర్ ట్వంటీ ప్లస్ సీట్స్ ఇన్ మెడిసిన్ దోస్ డేస్ ఎట్ సిక్స్ ఫోర్ సమ్థింగ్ లైక్ దాట్ అండ్ సెకండ్ థింగ్ ఈజ్ యూఆర్ ఐ ఇన్ఫ్లుయెన్స్డ్ బై మై సీనియర్ ఐ వాజ్ హౌస్ సర్జన్ and uh, that time dr rizwan was the first year pg medicine pg he has read harrison so many times before coming to md medicine and in the, during a rounds when a teacher asked a question he used to say within few seconds all answers so when i was working with him looking at him i was a house surgeon as a just budding a doc, junior doctor when i saw postgraduates who so much confidently answering without any hesitation then i i really got him he was i asked a question of hyponatremia what are the causes how to evaluate he answered it during the first year md only so those things uh, really i was uh, uh, influenced and impressed and second thing is a uh, diagnosis uh, when you are doing a diagnosis which is difficult when you arrive at a diagnosis after working out uh, all detail of the case you feel happy because you have dissected a case just like a uh, police searching for a rob- uh, robbery or a theft person uh, then uh, how do you how will be happy i mean i got a murderer how we find out yeah, i got this. something like that the medicine is a cha- very challenging uh, diagnosis sometimes and when you get a diagnosis after evaluating and you feel happy i made a diagnosis i started treating so those really influenced me sir are there any myths you would like to debunk so many myths are there one is uh, especially uh, even today when a when a patient uh, comes with uh, even uh, some uh, junior uh, medical professional sometimes they say uh, the heat and cold all these things they'll have a, been exposed to I, i i ate some food which is heat i ate some which is cold i got the disease all this i don't uh, believe that number one and number two uh, the other myths uh, uh, i can say Uh, the uh, the the clarity i mean some uh, doctors or some uh, professionals they say how many days the patient will stay in the hospital how many ma- days uh, hours patient will survive months will survive after treatment you cannot say this is this is the duration you can survive no you have seen so many uh, patients uh, whom we think he will survive will not survive he will survive 90 plus year age admitted with covid bilateral uh, leg shadows are on 20 plus uh, score go to home young uh, lady coming with a mild and mild pneumonia land up in a go for a ventilator and die so very unpredictable thing a doctor saying about the predictable issues to your attenders or a patient i don't uh, think it's correct it's a definitely wrong thing and then it's a medicine is a subject of you know that it is a as sir william osler say it's a there is a Uh, subject of uh, uh, the what you call the art of uh, uncertainty and uh, science of probability medicine is a science of probability and art of uncertainty you cannot say this will happen 100% so people will expect this will happen you say you may give me guarantee all these things they are all you cannot they are all myths you cannot uh, see in fact anybody says it's a, it's a false you cannot uh, say it's, it's dream what is a typical day in the life of a nephrologist Uh, a typical day in a nephrologist uh, when we especially when we walk into the wards in a rounds especially acute kidney injury 
the creatine in, we keep it in mind so though we see around uh, 20 uh, 25 patients we will be knowing majority of the 25 patients creatine also because when i when we entered as a dm resident uh, in field of nephrology first day first week i used to have a lot of puzzling in my mind and confusion how can i remember creatine 2.5 this patient and uh, it was earlier it was 2 and that patient is 4 this patient is uh, 16 how can i remember the number but once we start seeing the cases and the creatine is the thing which is there in probably in our mind suffering nephrologist mind it may be a separate focus in the brain separate uh, in the cortex i can say because you, you see how many patients you know the, the creatine roughly at least this creatine is around 2.3 something like that this fellow had a one month back 2.3 something like that he comes after a month you never bothered about him never uh, never uh, uh, think about him our reports but you remember so day to day practice with the creatinism is a value which really a nephrologist will keep it and when you, when we enter a ward most of the times we expect oh this patient let this patient creatine come down let it become normal and go home if this patient is on dialysis uh, shall we uh, stop him dialysis can he survive without dialysis let us try it and number 3 uh, we will feel very pain when we declare the patient as a ckd end stage renal disease especially young individual coming with a straight away coming with a headache bp will be around 200 120 and creatine uh, first time creatine is already 12 and the kidney ultrasound contact kidneys we feel very bad because this was absolutely asymptomatic very silent disease straight away coming in advanced kidney disease and as a doctor i cannot treat i cannot cure i have to say him uh, sorry you have to go for a dialysis your kidneys have gone or you have to go for a transplant so all these things is a common thing in our practice and it feel bad for it so as a in a day to day practice uh, in nephrology uh, the especially uh, we expect the, the during the rounds from improvement from a patient and possibly we don't want to have see much of uh, uh, the ckd patients and we want to motivate the patient for a transplant especially young individual and kidney transplant we counsel for them so that uh, that way it starts and expectation of a nephrologist to see a patient and uh, even if you for finishing the rounds will make it a point of uh, 3 4 patients we see around 50 patients or 40 patients 3 4 patients are really important for us because they are treatable and we have to do something for that patient because otherwise patient we may lose the patient so remember them and uh, tell our juniors or uh, pgs to, to to give much good care for them because they are uh, they are all uh, Uh, treatable and young individual sometimes so in that way it starts sir medicine is a rapidly changing and evolving subject sir so how do we stay on top of all the advancements yeah i always uh, uh, love to read so, so every day i'll at least one hour i before sleeping i check all the all my bookmarks in my in my laptop so like i had a a uh, few uh, updates all these things so i'll be on my websites i'll open it i'll open my twitter and I'll, there are a lot of teachers i'm following lot of uh, faculties all over the world i'm following and uh, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, even up to date website one of the uh, up to date uh, uh, the uh, what do you call uh, that is a software you can uh, put in your mobile or a laptop and you can uh, everything is reliable information so make a habit of reading every at least 30 minutes or, or one hour a day at least whatever the work may be you try to do that and uh, number 2 uh, the always knowledge is strength if you see the if you don't read you'll forget you'll forget everything if, uh, medicine is a uh, continuum uh, 
sort of uh, subject you cannot say i know the medicine i know everything no no you keep on reading you have to update and i'm doing a you know that i have got a medicine scholar uh, uh, the whatsapp uh, uh, updating medicine updating uh, social media group i'm doing this in last 5 years and lot of uh, doctors all over india are there i will be putting at least uh, uh, updates in that every 2 3 days once uh, the updates new things happening sometimes imaging sometimes uh, uh, knowledge on the go just an image you can see that and go you can refresh your memory otherwise if i put an article which is 5 pages 10 pages nobody reads so i have got an habit of uh, uh, updating the uh, my uh, junior doctors my students all these things always always you should enlighten yourself and enlighten others so that sort of attitude uh, should be there and make a habit of reading daily that's all something or the other you have to read so we will be will be coming to know what is the changing practice changing update happening and uh, sometimes the trials you would have met right six months or one year back you are knowing that the trial is going to end this year so i'll open it what has happened to the trial has it ended what was the results vaccine trial for example children vaccine in chico vaccine for children the trial has ended so what was the result as the guidelines has come out with the results i'll search for it something like that so every day make an effort at least uh, 30 minutes if possible if you are in a busy schedule in a hospital or a practice private practice whatever it is have some time for updating yourself and remember never ever keep that knowledge only with you share to others because this is a point i have to make i have to say here uh, in this interview because uh, why i am learning and i'm making others to learn many times as a doctor you have to unlearn sometimes what you learn as a junior doctor you have to unlearn sometimes it may be wrong now the change practices change the guidelines says whatever we are learned is wrong so few things you have to unlearn few things you have to relearn you have forgotten your your memory is fainting and number 3 is of course uh, relearn unlearn uh, relearn and uh, uh i think uh, learning learning and learning and uh, relearning this three you need to keep it in mind and one example i'll quote why this uh, came to my mind uh, one of my teacher i don't to say that don't want to say the name he was a very good uh, uh, teacher he used to study always used to read making a uh, uh, collecting a data lot of download things he used to download articles used to used to read uh, after the rounds used to go to be used to go to digital library which was there in uh, behind the library uh, in uh, mmc uh, you know that uh, the ug library and pg library they behind that is a digital library uh, those days now it is not there so one of my teacher used to go there and spend time from 4 uh, o'clock to 8 o'clock used there used to there used to be there so at 8 o'clock used to go home all these things he was doing but when you come for a rounds i was you are students or this thing used to ask a question what is this what is the theory behind this what is this effect and uh, we are not knowing but he was not telling us he was not teaching us he used to have a huge knowledge collecting so much of data updates what's happening now what is going to happen in future everything he was knowing but he was not dissipate he was not spreading the knowledge he was not telling to his student one day after of course he got retirement one day he had an mi and he had a uh, could able to uh, couldn't able to sustain and he had a 
the real failure and finally had a expired so what i what i say you is so what so the other day i thought so much of knowledge he had so much of information he collected where is it now what has gone to his uh, information it has gone along with him if he had spread his knowledge if he has thro- told to his student you might have told to his students or he might have learned that day i made my mind always we should learn and spread the knowledge to others we should make others to learn as undergraduate uh, sometimes beginning undergraduate time you are reading and may not be telling everything to my colleagues because if i tell everything you will also get a good marks you will get a uh, out of uh, 100 you will get 90 marks i will also get a 90 what is the use of uh, uh, telling everything to him he won't read only i should read everything i should tell the points in some sort of uh, narrow mindedness was there as a huge undergraduates most of the people they don't tell to others because they have put an effort and learnt so much why should they give a spoon why should they spoon feed them ready with the ready made information they were not doing that but once you keep on maturing you come to know that whatever you knowing is little so many things you need to know in fact i i once since i'm uh, used to read daily i feel many times whatever the medicine or the information we have learnt maybe less than 5 to 10% 90% of might have not learnt it so many things disease even today remains as idiopathic could be able to know for example i evaluated so many cases of hypercalcemia recently i evaluated everything all causes of hypercalcemia but could be able to find the answer i got a vitamin d level got a parathormone level got uh, the Uh, sometimes uh, family hypercalcemic hypercalcemia you got a urinary calcium level sarcoidosis ever cup tuberculosis ever cup so we routinely uh, as a guideline says we do that all that the flow chart we do hidden malignancy research no malignancy so sometimes we feel like uh, we have not it completely understood the subject i mean we think that we know everything we get in the book no books also has limitations i think even that author or some other new book has to be written and new points need to be because you are not at learned we think that we have learned so many gray area are there in the field of medicine we have to learn we are we have thought we, we, we thought we have learned no i feel human body the human body has been not been completely understood even today i say because same dose same is for example insulin of course there are theory there says may say uh, insulin i put around uh, one one unit of insulin the books will say it will reduce 50 mg but i'll put 10 uh, units that 50 mg will not come down of course patient may have insulin resistance that's a different story so theory theory is different and practical thing is different so i feel we are yet to learn in the sense whatever uh, given in the book is there all is an initial information and just they are uh, they are they are orienting us but human uh, uh, the uh, human doctors human uh, doctors or researchers have to find i find it out much much more in the future so many areas are yet to learn that's what i feel sir can you tell us about an interesting case you had interesting case uh, i see lot of interesting cases sometimes uh, uh, in a month 3 4 interesting cases will come and uh, i cannot say one page one case that is many times you present in a meeting when it is interesting and uh, many times uh, recently i posted a uh, one uh, the, the uh, video clip of a the tricuspid regurgitation 
seen in the uh, in a vein in the forearm. Normally we see in JVP, what is Canon waves, what is V waves, C waves. But we saw that that lady is showing in the hand the, the way that the pulse is going up and coming. Sorry, vein, veins pulse. I'll just show you. It is how you going up and coming down. What I what then I felt like the the science are uh, even science we are not yet completely unmasked. So many signs. I had a case in the uh, emergency ward with the malignancy and chemotherapy. All this in the tongue was so big, you know. Yes, put the tongue out. You couldn't able to take out in so thick tongue. It is not engineering edema anything. There are like surgical literature. What is that? This is not a simple macroglacia. It is a totally something like so many uh, signs we come across not been uh, given in the literature. So interesting cases. Uh, I cannot say one. There are so many. Interesting cases. Uh, so I, I, I don't think it will be a correct answer if I say one. Every doctor will come across their practice at least one in a month, minimum, which is uh, cannot be dissected out, and so much of combination of variety of combinations, all these things. Uh, it will be there in the uh, in the patient, but you couldn't able to uh, because though you, for example, some syndromic approach, you put everything, but it won't fit. Sometimes genetic analysis, all these things. So they also come sometimes become negative. So some cases are uh, they remain as unsolved. Probably some diseases are evolving. Evolving diseases you may not uh, come positive the early stage, but still you after ten years you couldn't able to evaluate, couldn't able to diagnose. Those challenges will uh, make us. So I cannot clearly say one case is interesting. So many interesting cases. Yeah, you asked about a interesting case. But I think a uh, few, I cannot say uh, one or two, there are so many as I already mentioned. One uh, few things I want to quote here is, uh, few, especially when I see a patient of uh, SLE. One patient, uh, she, she came with a alopecia, with a dark skin and uh, coming with a polyarthralgia, joint pains, all these things. And she brought a photo of her, which she had in her hands. She was not inferior to any cinema actress. She was so beautiful five years back. Because of SLE, lupus, she had lost her hair, malar rash, malar rash, oral ulcers, joint pains. The disease is disfiguring her. She feels herself so much inferior. And uh, because when she see her colleagues, contemporaries, she feels insecure, I mean, in feel, feel in, uh, inferior and she shows the fit. I was like this. So I say my students, take a photographer of her now. I mean, after all, she has got some nephro issues. She has got some proteinuria, lupus nephritis. I do kidney biopsy. I diagnose class 4 lupus, class 3 lupus nephritis. I start her on steroids, immunosuppression. And then hydroxychloroquine. If at all required, I'll go for a other immunosuppressant like the CNIs and all those things. And I take a photograph after six months. She is totally different. May not be the uh, the beautiful as five years back, but she's definitely better than the uh, future, previous few months when I diagnosed. Then I, I called an house surgeon and showed the photo. One I can show you for you also. How she was one lady with a uh, nephrotic syndrome. I did a biopsy and it was FSGS. She was bedridden and so much swollen face, swollen limbs. Once I started, she lose, lost all her weight, the fluid collection, what was there, the body has come out. 
because I use diuretics and after the treatment so beautiful she has become I called an house surgeon see this girl she was uh, three months back she was on the bed on the stretcher when you're bringing for biopsy so she is so good so that will really make you happy and he also felt happy now surgeon one lady came with a hypothyroidism with a hoarseness of voice with a round face with a lethargic sort of uh, attitude uh, the presentation she had the her uh, tsh was very high almost it was uh, 120 and 130 something like that she has been started on thyroxine start gradually started to lose weight the mental lethargic becomes active you know she became so beautiful after that you couldn't able to identify after 6 months of thyroxine therapy when she was so bad with a severe hypothyroidism that will really give you happiness and happiness to her and self confidence to her and number 3 one more case last and i'll finish it off one patient of a chronic kidney disease kidney trans uh, the concrete and hemodialysis she is a staff nurse student nursing student she had a bilateral uh, contract kidneys and she was on dialysis and she received a uh, kidney from her mother and prior to transplant she had a very uh, moderate to severe lv dysfunction rejection fraction was around 35% and we were hesitant to do the surgeons were hesitant to do transplant because during surgery some cardiac complication may occur and after the by taking a risk and all the legal procedures and all we have under we proceeded with the kidney transplant mother donated to a to her daughter and after one week she was already she was very big uh, uh, brown pigmented and uh, hair was very sparse and all these things once we transplant once it is on immunosuppression once the creatinine improving when the new kidney taken the function of uh, previous kidney failure status all uremic tox- toxins have cleared up she regained she was gaining beauty the color has changed and she has become so good and in fact the ejection fraction which we we thought she has a heart failure uh, the uh, dilated cardiomyopathy is also started reversing at the time of discharge the ejection fraction was 45% after 4 uh, 4 5 months of transplant so all these things we many medically we feel that she is uh, in that stage whether she tolerate and all we go ahead with a uh, good uh, stride of uh, action with the, for the surgery and the drugs we change her future and now she has completed nursing she is a nurse treating so many patients with a transplanted kidney of her mother and the heart also are improved creatinine has become normal and ho- you cannot identify she is the that person so all these things will give you some sort of happiness as a doctor and some diseases are at least curable you feel happy most of the diseases you cannot cure most of the diseases some diseases are curable and some diseases are uh, patients become think it is a doctor is a god because he has done a miracle hypoglycemia coming in the un- un- unconscious state you 25% dextrose patient will sit up after 15 minutes so oh doctor has said so you are so comatose unconscious doctors give some injection patient sit up patient coming in severe breathlessness and give la you diuretics like lasix and reduce the blood pressure patient is calm taking a f- breakfast in the morning smiling at you whole night he was restless couldn't able to sit up he couldn't able to sorry couldn't able to lie down always sitting up with a difficulty of breathing and just by giving a drug like uh, diuretics and the bronchodilators and all this reducing blood pressure patient is behaving so well so there are all uh, uh, really fruitful uh, payback from the the signs and whatever the from the patient and give satisfaction to the doctor thank you thank you everyone that's all i can at least little bit i can share with you 
though there are so many case uh, scenarios. Thank you very much. Teach the students, conduct quizzes, and you also have your own personal time with your family. How do you prevent a burnout? And how do you like establish a work-life balance? And what is your inspiration to do such a lot of things? Yeah, very good question you asked. Uh, many times, especially on OPD days and evening practice and all this, we really burnt out. So I feel uh, whenever you are uh, free, uh, like, uh, you, I mean, you have to systematically, you have to, uh, you have to what you call the, you have to plan your day. Uh, that is your way to, uh, that will reduce your stress number one. But if possible, always make a habit of some exercise. I'll do treadmill of 30 minutes. And I'll uh, I mean, I burnt out, I'll listen to three to four uh, very good songs. Sometimes uh, much more uh, free time, watch movie. So all these things will make you a little bit of uh, free of uh, stress. And whenever possible, sleep. Very important. Even one hour sleep in the, even in the evening, sometimes half an hour sleep if you get sleep it. Because that will relax you. So sleep is a good medicine. You know that in a lot of things will happen during sleep. Sleep heals a disease, you can say. It's important. Sleep is important for a human being. So you have to plan your uh, uh, the activities in a day. And uh, I, can burn, I can prevent my burnt out by doing exercise, walk, talking to your friend over the phone, listening to your music, watching a movie, and sometimes playing with the kids and spending with the family, you can prevent it. But better always plan it. And, and later, as the, as the life, as the doctor's life go, going on, goes on, we, tr we try to learn. You should be, first you should be, you should be uh, stress-free. Because if we take a stress, I'll be hypertensive. I may develop myocardial infarction. If I am here, I can sort it out. I can do something. I should not lose. Uh, if I, if I, if I am, I'm not there, then how can I look after others? So that sort of mindset we should need to have and make to receive the things with bits less stress. So what are your hobbies? Hobbies uh, mainly uh, the uh, music only. Listening to your music. Sir, what genre? Uh, what? Genre, sir. What, time, what kind of music? Is you, you know that I'm I I'm a basically a <laughs> Definitely, uh, I'll be listening to the uh, great uh, artists like Dr. Rajkumar music and then uh, the uh, new generation heroes also, like this Apunit Rajkumar, so the Sudeep and then uh, the uh, Yash and all those things, uh, Darshan. Uh, my voice is not, I'm a bad singer. My kids will uh, make fun of me when I sing. So I don't think I have a daring uh, time with you to sing. <laughs> Forgive me for that. <laughs> Sir, if you had a chance, like what would you ha what would you have changed in your career? Uh, definitely, many many times I thought I would have not become doctor. I would have become an administrator in the sense, if I had become a uh, taken a civil service, if I become an IAS officer or an IPS officer, I would have got some power. As a doctor, you are powerless. You are only a healer. You are only a facilitator of a medicine. And definitely you are not a... People say doctors are God. No, no, not at all. I don't... I totally disagree with that. 
Doctors are just a facilitator. Whatever the things you have learnt with our practice experience, you are applying to a patient. That's all. We don't we don't save anybody. The nature cures them, and then uh, the the medicines will support them. I don't think we are doing a miracle and saving them. Sir, if you had a chance, huh. what would ah, you yeah. have? Yeah, administered. I would have become uh, if, if I go if my age was less, definitely I would have taken again uh, IAS exams because if you are an administrator, you can do changes in the field of medicine. Because the government institute or institute, I would have made uh, our institute to the standard of uh, the university in uh, US. In that standard, I could, have, I could have made. Why is, uh, is it so uh, infancy? Though our infancy stage of uh, development of our institute, though it, our institute is uh, so old, almost is becoming. Uh, because we are under the bureaucrats. We are under the non-medical people who are ruling us. So I feel after graduation, if at all if you get an opportunity, do a civil service. And go because there are so many headache in that. I don't deny a lot of political pressure. So many things will come in, but at least you have got a power to change. You have got a uh, lot of uh, authenticity, and uh, I mean, direct, definitely you can do some changes in the system of medicine, which you already uh, know it as a student or as a doctor. Sir, what was the biggest failure you had till now in your life, and? What did you learn from that? Failure, I can say, of course, biggest in the sense, sometimes what will happen, we don't plan the future properly. We don't plan properly. For example, I finished MD. Where should I work? How long should I work? Shall I continue in the same institute? Shall I go to other institute? Or, uh, 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 though you go, in government institute, if you don't get a promotion, you want to move to the other institute, or you, you should not move it. So basically, we as a doctor, we don't uh, have a clear-cut forethought or a foresight what will happen. And many times you need to have it. I feel uh, I've taken a lot of uh, sometimes hasty decisions in my profession uh, because of having a 15, 16 years of experience. I would have been, I would have been a much, much higher position. Maybe because of uh, my faulty decisions in the career and uh, not planning properly, I might have not been uh, achieved what I want to be by this time. So I, I, I really uh, tell the students or the new doctors, so those many times you are in a, you are in a position, if you, are, you don't hesitate about the, uh, the upper uh, post and all these things, you stick on to that for a longer time, it will come. But don't uh, keep on uh, changing your decision, moving on, all these things. So I feel uh, I had a failure in the form of not deciding uh, in my mind to be at one place sometimes. So that may be not may not be a, a true decision. It may be a maybe a failure. Maybe I don't know. Sir, what advice would you like to give someone who's pursuing a career which is similar to yours? De definitely, I advise them. Uh, you have to be once you learn. Don't think that uh, you know everything. Don't don't think that you know everything. You should keep your mind wide open. Because as a newly passed out doctor or a postgraduate or whoever it is, they think I know the disease, I know the subject, this is the, this is the diagnosis, that is wrong. You, whatever the diagnosis you thought might be may change to something else. So keep your mind open. So you should say, yes, possibly yes, probably. Somebody, some student will come, sir, this is not the, this is the, this is the diagnosis, sir. Is it, uh, I think this is the diagnosis, somebody says. You should, you should say them. 
the, the most probable diagnosis may be this, that's all. You cannot say, this is the diagnosis. I will disprove it tomorrow. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes like that. So that uh, sort of uh, wide op op open-mindedness uh, you should have, number one. And number two, give respect to the seniors because they have already come across so many uh, such incidences, uh, such complicated cases they have managed. So, so many this. So once you pass out, have some sort of uh, uh, respect to the seniors or your teachers or higher ups, so that because they have already come across your this thing, and be empathetic and be uh, open-minded to see cases and learn even after your uh, passing. Sir, death is an inevitable event which every physician comes across. Can you describe your experience in dealing with death? Yes, uh, very. Uh, sad type of uh, things which uh, really a doctor will come across. Anybody, any doctor, once he pass out or he become a uh, professionalist, he has to save a patient. Many times we come across a death. Sometimes we will be doing a round, suddenly patient has a some sort of uh, jerks, jerky movements, probably a uh, arrhythmias, ventricular uh, tachycardia, fibrillation and cardiac arrest. So all those things have happened. So initially, what we have to do, uh, whatever possible, we stop rounds, we go there, wear a glove, put it into bed, do cardiac massage, and shift the patient ventilator. So those things, as a doctor, come across in, uh, such incidences in the wards. Second thing, many times, you patient is doing everything okay, and tomorrow will come and ask, where is that patient? He died in the night. Feel very bad. So you would have been survived, you would go so much of a good uh, uh, the therapeutics and whatever it is. But why is not survived? What has happened to him? Feel sad. And one incident I can remember, a patient who has a severe septic shock, altered sensorium. And then he had a BP of uh, systolic of uh, 70, something like that. Patient was, uh, peripheries were cold and feeble pulse, an elderly male. Uh, and he was almost like a gasping, but some sort of uh, sensorium was there. He was, he, 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 the altered sensorium, he prayed me. He, with, the, with, the, with the two hands, he prayed me. And then he was doing like this. Then uh, I intubated him and uh, gave him uh, all uh, life support, uh, you know, pressures and all these uh, drugs and all. But he didn't survive when he died. So I felt, uh, uh, see, he, he prayed to me, hoping that I will save him. But I couldn't be able to save him. So uh, those uh, really pains us. And a young child, especially as a nephrologist, we see a lot of uh, children coming with a chronic kidney disease. And we'll be knowing that this child will survive from probably six months, eight months, sometimes a year or two years. It really hurts a lot because that child is so uh, happy at us. And, uh, they, and the parents of the child will be so much... Uh, uh, expecting from us that this doctor will save us. We want to save that. Unfortunately, it is an advanced disease and the, the, sometimes the uh, illiterate patients won't follow the instructions, diet habits, and already they come in late stage. Though, the, for example, child with a bilateral uh, contractor kidneys, having already having a mineral bone disease, uh, already has a sh sh short stunted growth with ascites, with a puffiness, but smiling and talking, and creating will be 4, 4.5. Uh, and then uh, the, uh, the sometimes they'll have uh, rickets because of uh, what you call renal rickets, secondary hyperparathyroid, something like that. So such uh, young children coming to us with all sort of complications, we know that we may pulling on pulling this child for the next six months, one year, two years. After that, what? 
so when we see the future of a patient as a doctor sometimes it really hurts because we'll be expecting what will happen to him next and sometimes uh, we, we we see so many patients sometimes the patient will come happily uh, the sugar says 500 400 in the last 6 months having uti having high hd whatever you say they don't listen to you nothing happens i'm all right i'm but to, as a doctor i'll be knowing this fellow has a so high high sugars in last 6 months already had an mi and already has a uti and a early kidney disease this fellow will have mi in one more mi and he will die why is not controlling the sugars but unfortunately they don't listen to you so when you see when you as a doctor sometimes we expect a death from death of a person whom you are seeing and when you couldn't able to convince them to take care to avoid the death you feel bad when you see a young child young children or a uh, young individual maybe is uh, the second decade or third decade of life coming with a disease which is irreversible you feel bad because we expect we patient may die some malignancies poisonings they'll be talking to you happily they'll be sometimes they'll be sharing the stories so for example a paracut poison one of the deadly poison they'll come to emergency room patient is alert conscious oriented sar tapma tapma beta sar anta kabardagit what means they say i could have not taken the poison unfortunately i have taken please save me sir it really hurts me because it's the deadliest poison even 10 ml 15 ml people have died i want to save a patient but patient i cannot able to save him because the paracut is such a we uh, say we decide it causes uh, the cytotoxicity it causes arrest of respiratory chain and it causes uh, what you call the lung fibrosis and multi organ failure renal failure and sometimes the poison itself will have a corrosive injury to the esophagus sometimes the perforation of the esophagus fistula development all these things so day one when they come as especially the poisoning patient day one when they come to us when there is no antidote this drug doesn't have this poison doesn't have antidote so when they come to us we know the future he will die definitely will die we know but we feel very bad for that i see the fellow is so good and is talking so well to me and is praying to me to save him. but why should i become a doctor i couldn't able to save him i know he is going to die after a week or two weeks such incidences really pains me especially paracut poisoning if they come to ward i mean emergency room because uh, you telling that i have taken a paracut poison we become very helpless and feel very sad for the patient so these are all the thing uh, especially uh, when you approach a patient with a death and i do all sort of uh, cpr for 15 to 30 minutes i don't leave a patient to die i whenever we come across somebody has a cardiac arrest within few minutes if it is happened within 5 minutes definitely you can revert him back if it is more than 8 to 10 minutes once the brain has developed a hypoxic brain injury it is irreversible and the patient will not survive so whatever you want to treat the patient who is dying do it much much faster within 2 minutes 3 minutes if possible so as early as you do you avoid the brain damage due to low oxygen hypoxic injury can prevent so that is the time sometimes a doctor can scold can shout call for help shout for with for a house surgeon or for a staff nurses if they don't give a glove or a laryngoscope because the time is important i know the time what is what is important where unfortunately i'm getting not getting laryngoscope not getting a intratracheal tube which i want to do it now so what i want to give a message is whenever you are witness a patient is dying or had a cardiac arrest just few moments just few one or two minutes back don't leave it 
put a retrical tube, ambu bag, massage, CPR, and aggressive something they'll come out. So few patients we have done cardiac massage and they come out really it gives a satisfaction. Few patients even uh, uh, during dialysis have arrested and I made them to revive back and they come to OPD and tell me I'm sitting here because of you, sir. I was already I was already dead two months back. Six months back I only I, I died. You only there now. You only make me to uh, survive. That really gives me some happiness because he's already arrested. But I did all sort of uh, resuscitation and make him to revive. What are possible? What are things I know? I don't think uh, I did hundred percent. I facilitated. Even now I'm telling. Cardia has uh, accepted it and came back. Sometimes we do CPR half an hour, forty-five minutes. Heart will not come. Especially elderly individual diabetics, it won't come back. So it's finally what I want to say as a death is you try to prevent the death if possible. If you are seeing a death in a I mean uh, in future of a patient knowing a diagnosis, then be kind. Come be empathetic to the patient. You do all you give confidence. Don't discourage him. Don't tell the diagnosis. Do. Sometimes I feel sorry because I'm lying to a patient because I have to lie. If I say that you have got a cancer, you have got a, already you, the cancer is spread to your bones, your lungs. What will happen to patient? I should not do that. I'm lying to a patient. I say, don't worry, nothing will happen. You just take my medicines, everything goes well. Don't worry, eat well, take my medicines. Don't worry at all. I'll say, but I know inside, this patient has a already metastasis to the skeletal system. He has a bony pain. See a colon. So all these things, so those things really uh, hurts me because seeing a death in future, I cannot do anything. That really hurts any doctor for that matter, not only me. Thank you. Thanks for asking. Sir, finally, how can we become good doctors? So, uh, very, very important question you asked. To become a good doctor, you should be a good human being. First, first you are a human being, then you become a doctor. So don't ever lose your uh, patience to a patient. Because they are all sufferers. They are all sufferers. And imagine that I am a 20-year-old uh, or 30-year uh, gentleman. I will also age at 60 years. Aging is a phenomenon, continuous phenomena. And I will also become sick. Health is again dynamic issue, dynamic uh, thing. So, you are uh, healthy now, tomorrow you may not be healthy. So, they are all sufferers. Be kind, be patient, be empathetic, be a compassionate doctor. One thing. Second thing, keep learning every day, every day. Tell your friends, share the knowledge and uh, apply to a patient as much as possible because knowledge, keeping a knowledge without treating with that, uh, what is the use? So, whatever knowledge you have, try to uh, apply to a patient and cure them if possible, treat them. So, keep yourself updated, be good human being, have all uh, good attitude of a doctor, don't be very uh, careless or uh, having a very casual attitude to a patient. Hey, nothing will happen, go, something like that. I've seen some doctors. So, be confident and then compassionate, empathetic doctors to a patient. That's all I want to say uh, as my final uh, word. And thus, in a very short amount of time, we have learned a lot from Aniranjan, sir. 
thank you sir for letting us know about your experiences the hardships you faced the challenges you had to overcome and the struggles of your daily life and for sparing some time with us to share all this in spite of your busy schedule thank you sir thank you arvind thank you